Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1575, 10 Financial Statistics of the Average American by Joel of BudgetsAreSexy.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I narrate posts from your favorite personal finance bloggers, with their permission, of course. If you're in the US, I hope you have something fun planned this weekend for 4th of July. I'm actually traveling to Colorado Springs today. I'm speaking at a Camp Fi event, and I'm so excited. I often hear people talk about how the pursuit of financial independence can be a lonely road because it's hard to find friends that also prioritize their finances. I've solved for this by going to events like Camp Fi, and I even created my own event called the Economy Conference, and that's spelled with an M-E at the end, not an M-Y. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that all of my closest friends today are people doing incredible things with their money, and it has made my own journey so much more fun. Check out campfi.org to learn about the event I'm at this weekend and come party with me at the Economy Conference this November at the University of Cincinnati. Tickets are available now at economyconference.com. But since you're here, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. 10 Financial Statistics of the Average American by Joel of BudgetsAreSexy.com. Today, I thought we could play a little game called How Do Your Finances Compare to the Average Americans? I've gathered 10 money statistics about the average U.S. household's finances. And while this data has no actual effect on your personal situation or trajectory, it's still fun to see how you stack up. Remember, it's just a game. Don't get too wrapped up in the numbers. Everyone's situation is different. Let's get to it. The average American financial profile. How do you compare? Most of this data is pretty recent, but because 2020 was such a strange year, some data points are a few years old. There are also a ton of variables that we could pick apart in this data, but for now, let's just play along and take the figures at face value. Number one, the average gross household income is $87,864. While I'm not off to a great start, my wife and I are already below average in this category. Our household income for 2021 will probably be between 70 and 75,000, not including investment growth or rental income. Oh well, we're committed to Coast Fi, so our income is intentionally low. Interestingly, we do earn more than the median income in this study, which is approximately $62,000. Number two, the average balance in a 401k is $106,478. Woohoo, I'm certainly above average in this category. Just checked my IRA balance. I don't have a 401k from my employer anymore and it's sitting at $175,684. This statistic comes from Vanguard's 2020 How America Saves report. You can see the average and median by age breakdown in this post. 
Number three, the average American retirement savings is $407,490. I like this study a bit better than the last. It's from Personal Capital, which as you guys know, has a more complete overview of people's entire net worth, not just their 401k balances. This data is as of April 3rd, so it's hot off the press. The study also breaks down average retirement savings by state as well as age groups. For my wife and I, we rank above average in this category for our state, age group, and the general averages. We are on track to early retirement. Number four, the average checking account balance is $10,618. As of this writing, my wife and I have a little over $24,000 across our checking accounts. So we'll claim above average for this statistic. And the full report, it also shows that the median checking account balance is only $2,000, which means 50% of Americans have less than $2,000 in their checking accounts. Number five, the average American spends $5,102 per month. Here's a peek inside the average monthly expenses of Americans. The total is a little more than $61,000 each year. Keep in mind that this is the average and there's a pretty huge difference between high and low cost of living areas, kids or no kids, etc. As frugal as my wife and I are, living in LA puts us in the above average expenses group, at least for this year and next. Most of our income will go to rent and travel. Number six, the average FICO credit score is 711. Some good news, the data shows that the national average credit score has increased every year over the past decade. I regularly check my credit score with the Mint app. Right now, I'm sitting at 814, well above average. Number seven, the average American has $6,194 in credit card debt. I feel like this statistic can be interpreted many ways. In fact, the full report shows that most people, 52%, have a balance of less than $2,500. For my wife and I, we keep a rolling credit card debt of about two to $3,000 and our accounts are paid off in full every month. I'm gonna give us a below average rating on this credit card debt category. Number eight, the average US total household debt is $145,000. This total household debt statistic covers a broad range of debts like auto loans, home mortgages, rental property loans, student loans, etc. So I guess the argument of good debt versus bad debt is open to interpretation here. Since my wife and I currently have nine real estate investments, all of which are leveraged with mortgages and loans, it's safe to say we have above average household debt compared with others. Except mortgages, we have no other loans or consumer debt. Number nine, the average U.S. savings rate is 13.7%. This is a 2020 statistic, which could be an anomaly because a bunch of households cut down their spending last year in quarantine. The 2019 savings rate was just 7.6%. My wife and I are definitely below average in this category. But as I mentioned before, we are coasting to early retirement as our existing assets are compounding quicker than we can save excess money ourselves. Number 10, the average social security retirement benefit is $1,514 per month. Social security benefits are very modest. For a medium earner retiring at age 65, it's predicted that social security income will replace only about 35% of their prior working income. Dang, a good reminder to take retirement into your own hands and build up your personal nest egg. 
Personally, I don't include social security income in my retirement projections. I'm still 30 plus years away from any benefits and a lot can change in 30 years. I just logged into my social security portal and it shows I'm on track for a $1,742 monthly payment. So I'll put myself as above average for this data point, even though it's kind of a moot for me right now. So there you have it. How do your finances stack up? Do you feel okay with your situation compared to your fellow Americans? Sorry to the international listeners out there. My results are all over the place in both good and bad ways. I have low income, high spending, larger than normal investments, a weird debt profile, etc. In general, I feel good, but there are definitely some items I can improve on. What about you? Oh, lastly, a quick note about comparisons. Usually I don't recommend comparing yourself to others. It can lead to unhappiness. So keep the following in mind when you play games like this. This is just a game. Average stats don't determine your personal success. If you are above average in something, take a second to count your blessings and practice appreciation. If you are below average in something, use it as motivation to progress and get better. That's what this blog is all about, helping improve your situation and having fun along the way. You just listened to the post titled 10 Financial Statistics of the Average American by Joel of BudgetsAreSexy.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you're listening to this podcast, I would argue that you're doing better than most. According to a Standard & Poor's survey, 43% of U.S. adults are considered to be financially illiterate. And I can tell you anecdotally, as someone who talks about money every day, many people just don't have an interest in money management. We've been conditioned since birth to believe that wealth is material luxury versus understanding that true wealth is built from buying assets. So the fact that you're even interested in this stuff is worth celebrating. 
While it can be fun to see how you stack up and get a little ego boost in the areas where you're doing well, please remember that comparison to other people is the thief of joy. But comparison to yourself in the form of tracking progress can be very motivating. I think the main benefit of looking at a snapshot of how you measure up against these statistics would be to revisit this five years from now and marvel at your progress. Not too long ago, I came across some goal setting I did in my mid-20s. At the time, it seemed crazy ambitious to me to earn a salary of $80,000 and have $10,000 in savings. I can remember looking at this ridiculous goal I had written down and feeling like it was impossible. But now I look back on that time and think, honey, you weren't dreaming big enough. I far surpassed those goals once I decided to buckle down and prioritize my finances. So wherever you stack up today, consider that educating yourself about personal finance is going to lead you to crush all these stats one day. I guarantee it. And that will do it for today. Have a great day and start to your weekend. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.